Thanks for doing the service, by the way. Bobby? Yeah. Can you hey. hear me? Bobby? Yeah, I can hear you perfectly. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah. All right, sweet. Thank you for doing this early. I just wanted to say. Yeah, my pleasure. I mean, I didn't have anything else to do at this hour, so I figured, you know, we may as well get this started. And I think it's just going to be me and you today because Nudie has plans. That's fine. I, I needed to run it early because I uh, – it's, well, it's my birthday today, so I, I have birthday yeah. plans later. Nice. Uh, happy birthday, by the way, Bobby. Oh, thank you very much. Yeah, now we're the same age. Yes, 32? Yeah, 32. Let's go. Let's do it. 32. The big oh. the big 3-2. 3-3 coming up next. Oh, yeah, the big 3-3. Three, three. Let's go. Double threes. Oh All right. So are you doing anything for your birthday this year? Uh, dinner. That's it. It's going to be pretty tame with all the COVID. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm just, pretty tame I'm, I'm just going to my parents. We're ordering dinner in. We're not even going out. Oh, cool. Where from? Uh, probably some sort of pizza or something. I have, they haven't told me. They're keeping oh. it a surprise. Ah, gotcha. Why don't we, why don't we start off with this? Let's, let's do um, – have you figured out intros yet? Intros and, intros and outros? Yeah, I'm going to figure out the songs pretty soon, but uh, I'll edit that in the podcast when I, you know, edit all, right. all that. Why don't, you, why don't you start us off with an intro, and uh, we'll get right into it. All right. Welcome to the I Play Games podcast, starring Chompy and RP4. Nudie will not be able to make it today since he had plans, so we have plenty of things to talk about this week. How about we get right into it then? Uh, first things first, uh, this was the first week we tried out a new rule set. How do you think that went? I think a lot of people got confused by the stage striking process. People just didn't really know the proper rule set. Like, okay, which, what are the legal stages to go to? And even if when you go to game two, people didn't really know clear what my, the stages I was going to ban. Ah, uh, yeah. So I actually, I had a funny prediction about this. I kind of thought that that small battlefield would have been would have become the standard instead of Pokemon Stadium 2. Boy, was I wrong. People were still gentlemaning Pokemon Stadium 2 across the board. Yeah, it's essentially the same thing as when you're playing a character that you've played for so long, but then a new DLC character comes along, people are just going to be more comfortable with the character they've been using since the release because people are just afraid of trying out new DLC characters. <laughs> Elizabeth is a character that you really... Um, grew fond of that you you know you really it really clicked your play style then that's the character that you would be sticking to with for the long run so what do you think could be done because this is an online tournament so there will be plenty of gentlemen pokemon stadium too because it it doesn't matter uh literally <laughs> yeah that's but, literally the catchphrase it doesn't matter but um one day it will better, hopefully again. Oh, what, yeah. What can we do to promote uh, essentially uh, getting people into the habit of stage striking and, and finding what their best stage is and rather than just going to Pokemon Stadium 2 all the time? What's, what's a good way to possibly promote that like, habit? 
right now, Zeno created this really amazing graphical chart where it shows like the stage, the, the starter stages along with the counter pick stages wrote out like a, like a step-by-step process, how you go about state striking and what would you do during games two and three? Shout out to Zeno, by the way. That was yes. a beautiful graphic. I loved the hell out of that. And I think we're definitely going to be using that. He did um, an amazing job creating that was, graphic chart. It was very good. And I plan to uh, be posting it to the rules section here shortly uh, and updating that. So, yeah, that was fantastic. Maybe even general reminders, just like once before every single tournament, not even in the rule section, but we post it like once or twice during the tournament during, um, in the general chat section as a reminder. Definitely, because um, a lot of these players that are going to sign up for Kevin's tournaments are not going to go out of their way to go into the general t- tournament rules channel yeah. and look at the stage list. So it's better to just tag everybody that's in there just so they'll all read the stage list and the, just the whole stage striking yeah, process. Yeah. I mean, for mo- most of the rules, you don't need to even know. Like, who cares if there's a – I mean – as long as you're not running three minutes <laughs> no. in your matches. Yeah. Uh, like most of the times, it, the thing that comes into the play mo- the most is, is the stages and the stage striking. Um, so, yeah, I, I think that's a great idea. And I think we should uh, definitely do that uh, and try to promote and push that. Um, there will always be people who want a gentleman PS2. that's fine um but you know it's it's a habit i would like to curb um in order to get people to play on different stages the best way to improve is to step outside of your comfort zone a little bit you know that way and analyze it and then come back and you know find ways to play to your advantage right because for a long time i used to always fall into the habit just striking lilac almost every time because of the little slopes that are up near the ledge but i realized if i can go up against characters that have charging projectiles like samus and lucario and mewtwo's i could just take them to that stage because the slopes would just block the charge uh, energy charge beams in their way and it would just stop right there and that would give me one less thing to worry about so i could just literally counterpick them to that stage and you and when you take people to like stages, even if it's not your initial comfort zone, you can like find new things to discover. Maybe even with your own character, you can find some new things to discover. Like use pits up air to stall near under the ledge because there's no wall with Lilat. So I can just sure. literally shark them underneath the le- the hanging ledge right there and just use my up B right there. And I can, and I can also do the same thing with, with Ridley too. So that's why it's always important to always like explore different stages and you're almost you're best off just just to go with the stage striking process. And in normal standard tournament rule sets, people are going to do the stage striking process. And I know a lot of players will say, let's go to Pokemon Stadium, too, because it's faster and it's just more convenient. And especially online, they don't want to they don't want to it's just they don't want to type it out. I feel like sometimes. Right. And a lot of people that are new to the rule set are very new, so they don't really 
understand the whole stage striking process. Let's talk about that, um, because even in Zeno's updated image uh, that, that we see currently, uh, he has actually taken the liberty to already modify it to a 2-3-1 two, two, format rather than the 1-2-2-1 two, two, format. Um, it's a format I originally proposed because, A, it keeps the st- striking down to essentially um, one back and forth instead of two. Um, and I thought that this would be good. It may not be the, mo- the most fair, but it's, it's pretty close. Um, and it also just has one back and forth. It, it promotes it, – it, it might promote the uh, activity of going through the striking process more if, if there's less back and forth in typing. Um, do you think it's a good idea – to move to that format? Well, the fact that we have small battlefield, I think it's a good idea to add that as a new stage because a lot of people seem to want to try out the small battlefield nowadays. And Absolutely. And Absolutely. Like how, do you, like how do you feel about small battlefield as a new stage, Bobby? So, um, Absolute necessity. Um, you know, in reviewing the stage list, um, and, and let's, just, let's just go over... Uh, stage list front to back um, and our methodology for, or at least my methodology for picking out uh, the importance of small battlefield, what it adds to the stage list and why I ended up going with a seven starter two counter pick stage list as what I felt the most balanced was. Um, yeah, so essentially like, have, what, yeah. So like, tell us what went through your head when choosing like the starters and how you wound up having Yoshi's Island and Kalos as the counter picks. Okay, so um, most tournaments run a general five-starter stage list of, oh, this is before Small Battlefield, by the way, of essentially Battlefield, Final Destination, Smashville, Town and City, and then there was one more. Um, a lot of times that some tournaments would have that be Lilat. Uh, some other tournaments would sometimes run something else, um, but 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 it was it was pretty much those five. Um, sometimes, yeah, town and city. Um, so I, I was thinking about this, and I'm like, okay, so with the additional small battlefield, you can really just have a solid five stages, and your solid five stages could essentially be. Uh, Battlefield, Small Battlefield, Smashville, Pokemon Stadium 2. And you, you have to have Pokemon Stadium 2 as a start. Everybody gentlemen's to it, e- even though it m- might be a better counterpick. Small Battlefield is another biplat, but you have to have it as a starter. And, and the other starter would essentially be um, final. So, yeah, Battlefield, Small Battlefield. Pokemon Stadium 2, Smashville, and Final. You can have those five, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but then you essentially get into the point where thinking, okay, you have a lot of stages that people like to play on, and all of these stages are kind of big, um, with, with the exception of Yoshi's, kind of, but I'll, I'll get into that in a second. But you would, have, you, well, you would have Kalos, Town and City, Lilat, and Yoshi's as your... Counterpicks. You're what you're essentially doing is you're bloating 
we needed another small stage because our stage list was bloated towards big stages. But if I just left it at those original five, the counterpick section would have been bloated with all the large stages. So there would be no, there would be no counterpicks for smaller, for people who prefer smaller stages. Right. right. And, and, and I thought this was a huge issue. So, uh, I went back to the drawing board and, um, actually, um, the rule set we're running right now, um, was actually inspired by, uh, Leffen, who's a very popular smasher. And, uh, he suggested put Lilat and town as starters. And what you're doing then is you're just having a large starter list and fewer counter picks. Um, and the starter list is pretty well-rounded because, um, you essentially have a lot of small and a lot of medium and a lot of large side stages. And then you have a super large stage as a counter pick in Kalos. Um, and then you have a, uh, a stage that has slopes, that has walls, uh, that has a low ceiling in comparison to some other stages in Yoshi's story. Um, it's, it's a definitely a stage that's unique. Uh, in comparison to Battlefield, even though it has the same type of platform layout, but because of all of the um, interesting things about it, the walls, the slopes on the side, and the lower ceiling, it, it definitely warrants it to be a counterpick. Um, so that's that's how I went through that process. Um, I, I, I thought, let there be more starters, and we'll go through a larger stage striking process. Uh, give give just just try to bounce the starter list instead of bouncing the stage list as a whole and then we'll add a couple counter picks you remember when unova and yoshi's island brawl used to be counter pick stages i do and you know what yoshi's island brawl was even it was even a starter at at some uh events um particularly i remember i think it was a counter pick at evo 2019 but midwest mayhem Remember Midwest Mayhem back oh, yeah. in 2019? They ran Yoshi's Island Brawl as a starter. Yeah. Now, I think Yoshi's Island Brawl kind of fell out of favor, um, so we didn't opt to include that stage. But that could change down the line. Um, not for a while. We're, we're going to stick with our current stage list for a while uh, until we see what some other tournaments are doing, and there may be some inspiration to take from them. But, you know, that, that's, that's a ways down the road considering the current state of COVID. Yeah, we, I mean, we saw Andy making a post from that somebody posted on Twitter that they fixed the lag from the Fountain of Dreams. And we'll see if other tournaments are going to run a stage striking list with Fountain of Dreams. But we'll have to wait and see for like, you know, after a month, full month's time to see what the standard stage list is going to look like. Because yeah. right now we're all going through this experimental state phase where we're just trying to determine what stages are, you know, work and what stages don't work. Right. For standard I, I, think this, I think this is one of the best solutions that, you know, that, that I came up with. Uh, so I definitely want to run for this for a while, but I will, I'm definitely willing to conform and adapt to what the larger tournament scenes are doing and uh, more closely mirror what they're doing. Um, but, but we got to see, we got to see what that is going to be like. So 
Um, that's that's what was the process with coming up with the stages. Um, granted, the addition of small battlefield has created a, a nine stage list. Uh, oh, and, and before before I get to that, I just wanted to mention your point on founder of dreams. Only reason why I didn't look to that is because I think it's a better stage with hazards on than hazards off. Because I think it's too much. It's just another triplad. Like it's like it's the same. So yeah, it's the same stage, but the only difference though with Fountain of Dreams and Battlefield is Fountain of Dreams has like a wall that you can actually wall cling and tech on. Battlefield doesn't yeah. really have that. Yeah, Yoshi. So Yoshi's story kind of fills that gap a little bit. Um, Yoshi's story, yeah, it has like a full wall, but Fountain of Dreams you can actually go underneath, I believe, right? Uh, I don't think so, actually, but. I think it's I think it's 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 built like a wine glass actually. Yeah, I mean, you can stall underneath the stage with the peach bomber, the side B, but that yeah. might be the, one of the reasons why Fountain of Dreams might be banned. Well, and we'll Peach see. is and Peach is a common character that you would see in today's tournament. But I mean, Samsora is like the only primary Peach player that you do see it in standard tournament. But like most, you're not gonna. But I still feel as though Peach is like an uncommon character that you don't run into a whole lot. Sure, we we don't even have a Peach player in our bracket, so no, we um, don't. No, one day that might change, but yeah. we don't for now. Um, but but yeah, so those those are two stages I definitely have my eyes on, and we'll see what the competitive scene does with Yoshi's Island Brawl and Found of Dreams. Um, they haven't, no one's run them yet, so I was hesitant to put them in. Um, but let's let's see what happens. Yeah, what happens. Um, and I think keeping a stage a consistent stage list for a long time might be a good idea for you know players to come back because if you keep changing the stage list every week, people are just going to get confused and they're not going to want to come back. Right. So uh, we're not changing the stage list. I I promise to not change the stage list for at least one month. Uh, I, I promise that uh, I want to build some consistency, but I also want to build simplicity. Um, so what I was going to say is the other part of the rule set we ran was uh, two bands with uh, DSR. And for those who don't know what DSR means, it means you can't go back to a stage you won on previously. Um, so if you won game one on final destination, and somebody goes, uh, and you go, and let's say you lost game two, but then you want to go back to Final Destination. Uh, the that means you can't go back on Final Destination. You have to, you know, pick a different stage. Yes. Yeah. So the um, what I noticed in tournament a lot as, and I don't know if this is just because um, people. Didn't know how many bands. I I I would hopefully I posted a reminder and updated the rule section. I tried to make it clear, but a lot of people were banning three anyways. Um, so, and I think you know what for simplicity stakes, um, we might we, we might actually go to three bands instead of two and eliminate DSR, um, just to kind of have it simplified. Nine stages is a lot. So you get the you get your choice of one of six stages uh, to choose from to take your opponent to. 
that's still pretty good in a nine-stage list. It does give your opponent so a lot of options to choose from. I mean, even in a best of five with the Dave Stupor rule, because that's what it stands for, D- for DSR. Yep. You're going to ban one more. Likely that would probably be Battlefield as well. Or it could it could be Yoshi's Story. But yeah, I was hesitant to move to three bands because I felt like there wouldn't be enough small stage counterplay. Still, I feel like there's not enough small stages. I mean, that, that said, I think, there, I think there are still enough stages to play on if you go small stages. You might not be able to get a small stage, but you can certainly still get a medium stage like uh, Final Destination or... Um, I mean, here's the thing. Um, story. A lot of when you're doing this stage striking, a lot of it is you know using your theory of what would the matchup look like if you took a specific character to a specific stage, but you don't even know if you're gonna take them to their comfort pick stage because what if you take them take a Ryu or a Ken to Final Destination, but you can run away with from them all you want and you don't even know that that happens to be their comfort fit stage, and they destroy you because that's the stage they're most comfortable on. Yeah, they just... Because that's on you. It's not on them, because the next time you play them, you're going to ban that stage because you know that that that's the stage that they're very comfortable on. Right. So, point, point, point we're trying to make is, I think eliminating DSR and going to three bans is probably simpler um, and I'm all down for simplicity because yeah. what I realized last time is is we have to make this as simple as possible this is online people don't consistently they're not sitting next to each other I'm just talking it out like normal human beings they're doing this through discord so you know we have to accommodate for that um, so uh, the most simple but fair way to do it um, and move forward. Yeah, well, I mean, not only that, you don't even have a TO that you can call over to walk over to your setup and ask them, like, what the official rule set is. If you ask them what's the stages, what, you know, they don't have, like, a, you know, they don't have, like, a sheet of paper that they can just hand over. To. When we went over to Midwest Mayhem, Rickles had this, like, stage list out for each setup for players that, we're new to the stage list and stage striking list. And it helped us helped out a lot because we didn't really have to call over a TO to like, Oh, what, what are the stages that are legal? Absolutely. TOs, TOs, you shouldn't have to bother with the TO all the time. Uh, unless you want a double blind pick, which online kind of ironically solves. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, um so, yeah. Uh, so, you know, there's that, um, was there anything so, yeah, else? I, I think we're moving to two, three, two. Um, if I could just say that uh, the striking order, because it, it's a one back and forth. It simplifies it. It may not be as fair as one, two, two, one, but it's really close. And I want to promote simplicity. Um, two versus three bands uh, is still in discussion, but I think we might be going with three. We'll, we'll, we'll see. Um, and we'll go from there. That's really all I want to say uh, on the rules. Uh, I, I kind of just think that making those changes will 
hopefully simplify and um, promote striking activities and um, you know that maybe that extra band is needed with with essentially we're running nine stages now so you know I don't yeah I don't think there's really much else to cover on, in terms of say striking and banning and things like that I yeah let's talk about the tournament yeah let's yeah let's talk about what happened last night um, it was unexpected the biggest surprise was Lux right yeah he he played pretty well um from yeah. what I saw I, yeah tell me I, yeah so you played against him twice yesterday yeah um well, he he's he's pretty pretty good at spacing and I thought he um you like what was his punish game like his punish game was essentially uh forward smash or forward no more like forward tilt uh he would use to punish uh big moves and I mean in the Norris forward tilt was pretty strong. <laughs> um so he had a good punish game. I, I think his um I mean personally I probably tried to went go for too many uh kill options against him um too soon. Um mm-hmm. and I got I got punished for it. I I needed to play a safer neutral but I also felt like I couldn't play too safe of a neutral because he just kind of has revenge counter against my projectiles. I, I thought that uh, that match that matchup in particular is uh, probably not so great, and I I probably should have gone to my secondary, but I, I wanted to stick it out and try it. Yeah, it's good to experiment how the matchup would play out with your primary, but sometimes you know it's good to switch up every now and then to see how your secondary would have done against a, a character that. Gave, gives your primary the most trouble. I mean, that yeah. happened to me when I was going up against Ruckus last week where I, I couldn't even do anything against this Harry with Pit, and my Ridley did so much better because I had an easier time going in and playing the boxing game against his Terry. Yeah, so there was, there was a lot of, um, like, one tactic he would use a lot is he he'd really, really try to bait you out. Um, he would, he'd jump in the air and uh, pretend like he's going for a forward, you know, a falling forward air, but he would kind of double jump uh, one once he was closer to the ground again. So like a fake out double jump and then he'd uh, go for it again. And um, I don't know if I was playing a faster character, I probably would have been able to punish that, but I couldn't. So, um, you know, ne- next time I, I, I probably will play a different character for that matchup. I wasn't uh, I wasn't too happy with how Link handled uh, that and his revenge counter. I thought that was he could just literally spam it against my returning boomerang and was not afraid of. He was not very I I can't really gimp him um, because he always recovers. Uh, he he, can just, he just can press forward B and his traje- his trajectory has changed. Right. Does so uh, he can well, just his uppy has super armor. That's the thing, because like yeah, you can't really I, you, you can't hit him with your forward air. And I, I, can't hit him, I can't drop bombs on his head because his because it has super armor. Mm-hmm. I've always had I've always had uh, trouble in the crown matchup as well. Um, super armor uppies really screw with my ability to give people because I 
I, I, the way I go for gimps is I drop bombs on people's head. <laughs> so yeah. if, I can't, if I can't do that, um, you, you know, I, I lose a tool in the matchup and uh, have to fight more on stage. And I, I don't know. And I found that really, he, he played it well though. He, he played it really well. Um, he beat a lot of, he beat a lot of people in bracket. So I yeah. I mean, he, well, he beat Santiago 2-0 with Donkey Kong. I mean, that's not, yeah, I mean, um, we, we don't even have a Donkey Kong in our event. Well, I've, 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 I've dabbled, but. <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, do our, yeah, your DK. <laughs> uh, okay. Let's well, not talk about your DK against my Rob. Let's, let's not do that. Um, oh, but um, I'm going to call so, you out next time you go DK against my Robin. If you go yeah, DK, okay, I'm, fine. So I think the next time we go up against each other in bracket and you go DK. I'm just gonna go out my Robin and spam arc fires and uh, and arc thunders and see how much hell I'll, I'm gonna be, put I'll be miserable. I'll be miserable. Um, but that's it. Uh, his I didn't see anything from his DK, so I don't know much about it. He only the only time I saw him playing was on stream, of course, and he played all in Cinnamon on stream. Well, so, yeah, Santiago said that he couldn't even do anything against his DK with Villager, and I can just imagine how bad of a matchup it must be with Villager because DK's back air can clank the slingshots. So, uh, yeah, uh, but I'm, I'm also really, really surprised that he could really put up that wall. If he, um, his only tool in that matchup is probably back air. It, it is just, and just trying to back air towards Santiago. Um, but you well, know, you, what, what, I, I, you could, what? you could, Put up a Lloyd and and a back air, and hopefully one of them clanks and one of them hits. Well, his board tilt could also clank with the slingshots too, and his up B grounded could also do the same thing. So, like once you get DK off stage, you can literally harass him all you want with the slingshots, and you could also use the bowling ball. But it, it's easier said than done, really. Yeah, yeah, easier, easier said than done for sure. Um, I wonder if Santiago did record one of the matches just to see what, how the match actually panned out, because it sounded to me like it wasn't that close. Oh, wow! Okay. So, uh, so apparently, you know, Luxray is from New York, and he's a friend, apparently friends with Kevin. So I think Kevin must have told Luxray about the tournament and decided to invite him into the. I thought the conversation on that went, have you ever been to New York? And then he said, yes. And then they recognized they met each other. So I feel like maybe they didn't even know each other or, or no. I feel like he might've been invited a, diff a different way. And, and they found out that um, through, through that conversation that they had met each other before. I'm not, I'm not entirely sure if he was invited to the tournament by Kevin. I mean, I could ask him, but. You know, I'm I'm not entirely sure, but you know, he, yeah, yeah it, it is very apparent that he's from New York. His name is Lux Ray NYC, and he said, you know, he's been chatting up. Have you ever been to New York? So now we have a couple players on the West Coast, and we have a player on the East Coast, and you know, a lot of people from the Midwest, and um, it's a growing group. I would say eighty percent of the players in Kevin's events are from the Midwest. I mean, we have one player from Arizona. Well. Actually, he lived out in Illinois, but now has moved to Arizona. His name is WePro. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And actually, um, and actually, WePro said he's going to actually start coming back next week. Playing what? 
he's actually going to start attending again starting oh, nice. next week. Yeah, nice. we'll, we'll get to see his Isabel, or maybe he'll uh, have a new main. Who knows? Yeah, were there any other uh, surprises in the bracket you want to talk about? Well, Ruckus. How, how I, I, Ruckus again? I adapted to the Terry matchup. <laughs> Last week, I was struggling because I was rushing in too much on his attacks, and I thought I could punish the spot dodges. But apparently I learned the hard way that you can't punish the spot dodges and it it comes out quicker than any other character that you go up against normally. And I learned that and I also learned that when he throws out the power flame that you can actually use the Guardian Orbiter. I thought to switch. Uh because he took that game one from you. And I he thought oh, Ridley. I was surprised you stuck that out. I wanted to learn the matchup the hard way with Pitt, and I watched, and I actually did some research on how you go about the Terry matchup to see how other Pitt players do it. And I saw that what you do is you literally can just air camp them and force them to throw out a poor option, and I can just like dive down and use like a forward air or back air, or or walking underrated options that a lot of that I didn't even think of like when I first fought him. But yeah, if you play the the walk if you play the walking game and played like that footsies game, you could potentially just win the match against Terry slash Ryu and Ken. But yeah he Yeah, yeah I, I think it's uh, I I think his I think if the catch Terry uh, with a strong out of shield option, I think it's the way to do it. Um, well, because I think you have to space him because um, he's not he's not good at mid range or long range, obviously. Um, so I think you have to space him and force him to use a laggy option, and then you try to punish out of shield. Well, the problem with Terry though is a lot of his attacks don't have any lag at all, so you have to like really have a quick re- reaction time to be able to punish his attacks no, properly. No, that's what I'm saying. Like, his close-range attacks, his down tilt, his jab, his... Like, none, none of that has lag. You have to get, you have to force him to use a burst option, like his forward B or uh, one of his specials. Uh, if you force... A, if you try to, I think, space him and force... Play him mid-range and force him to use... Uh, condition him to use a burst option on you because his burst option, his, his burst options are punishable. Yeah, score. they are. Exactly. So you're better. You're best off when going up against Terry is to stay in the center of the stage. Yeah, and, and but, but yeah, try to get him to use one of his laggy moves and, and punish accordingly. So you play against Terry basically the same way you play against Ganon, where Ganon's burst option is the down B. Or the yeah, yeah, Terry is overall a much better character than Ganon in general. Ganon, Ganon, poor Ganon. If Ganon had a, like a regular up tilt, he might actually be a decent character. Yeah, his up tilt is still exactly the same as he what is in melee. Yeah, I wish it was different because he would have like then he can might be able to like punish somebody who who you know, falls on top of a platform under him. But as it is, his, his only punishes are jump up air, which is too slow, uh, and or up smash, which is too slow. So people just hit the run away from him for free. Yeah. Ruckus, I mean, he got third place, which is 
still really impressive. And he proved us that, you know, he can hang with the top three for sure. Yeah, no, he definitely is. He's definitely there. I mean, this might be a great opportunity to transition into uh, updated power rankings. But before we do that, is there anybody else you want to talk about in the run? I mean, let's see here. I think had we known if there was like information about Lux Ray, we definitely could have given him a higher seating. But because there was no data on him, it it's very difficult to find. If he comes again, we're going to give him a higher seating. Um, like if he came again, like what would? Well, now that Santiago is going to go back to school, I think Lux Ray would definitely get the fourth, probably the third or fourth seat. Maybe. Andy is still very consistent. Like, Andy's only losses to me. And I would say if he were to go up against you, he would probably have like a 10, per, 10 or 20% chance. Like, no offense, but I don't. Well, when was the last time you won against Andy? Uh, I didn't beat him last time or the time before, but it was three times before, but it took a month break. So it essentially uh, about probably. A month and a week or a month and two weeks but again he didn't play for a month so no. it's, it's, it's been it's been since he's attacked it's been two tournaments since he attended since i beat him but i beat him in losers finals to get to you in a matchup uh, about you know i don't remember probably a month and a half ago yeah that was like the one tournament where he got third but that was i i will acknowledge that that was before king king will get buffed yeah that was like that was before he pointed out. So and ever and I think ever since King Carol did get buffed, Andy was pretty much unstoppable. And we actually and both of our characters did get buffed. But it, I wouldn't say like Pitt, you know, got buffed to the point where you know you're gonna see everybody suddenly pick him up, and you know get like really good results. No, I, I you know. I mean, yeah, the, I mean, sure, the buzz, you know, picked him up, but, you know, that's just the buzz being, like, a really good player. It's the same thing with MK Leo picking up Ike and winning Genesis with Ike because it's MK Leo. Nobody else I mean, is going to win Genesis the, with Ike. The buzz thing is Pitt's in high tier now. The buzz, the buzz thing the, the buzz thinks he's better than... Uh, Bowser, he thinks he's better than Link. He thinks he's better than um, people. People in that range. Um, so, so he thinks pretty highly of of Pitt. Yeah, I mean, we'll have to see. You know, once COVID ends and seeing like what kind of tournament results that we're gonna see out of Pitt. Do we think we're gonna see a lot more people, you know, picking up Pitt and doing actually doing well with the character? I hope. I hope so too. I mean, it would be really cool to see more people pick up it. Yeah, I always wonder what the uh, what the online data suggests for what what characters need buffs or not. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, you, we all we have to remember that online and offline are two very different games. You, you know they bounce that on, on online though. They yeah. bounce the game. I mean, yeah, but I mean, I mean, like characters that are heavy benefit a lot more online because they throw out attacks that have that you know you can get away with 
Whereas offline, you can't get away with it at all. Like yeah. Zero, like, okay, Zero Suit Samus. Like, you have to be more precise with her. Now she's free. <laughs> yeah, she, she is. She's not that good online. You, you really can't do much with her. She, she just runs away and you can't catch her online. That's what happens. Yeah, she like, you have, to, she, you have to, like, fully adjust her. You have to, like, fully adjust her play style to going from being full aggro offline to playing the runaway game, like you said online yeah 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 so i don't yeah next well, I don't, uh, well deemer in losers did take a game off of nudie which was pretty impressive to say the least yeah um i didn't feel nudie had a good day I, you know, when i faced on my three stocks in both games i think uh and i think it it might have been that he uh, didn't have a chance to play a matchup before me because Baj DQ'd himself, so he didn't get uh, he didn't get he didn't get to play uh, a game. Sometimes uh, it helps so you don't go in cold, if you know what I mean. Yeah, it's good to have a warm up match before yeah, going he, up against not, a better player. I'm not, saying, I'm not saying fighting the lower tiers is a warm up match or anything like that, but. Uh, like I always have trouble for with my in my first match of the day. I typically because I just am going in cold. Um, you remember um, when we Bobby? Remember when we went to Midwest Mayhem? How I struggled against that Lucina player on stream before going up against Kane, the Wolf player. Yes, you were you were very concerned, and then you went and beat Kane, and then you beat another person, and you ended up like, going taking a game off Raven King. So, yes, I, I very much remember this. Yeah, there you So, yeah, that's like a prime example where you need to have warm-up matches against the lower seed players. Because if you go up against, like, a strong player right off the bat, you're just going to get destroyed because of – because and you combine that with having tournament nerves. And I saw it somewhere where people were asking us to talk about tournament nerves. How to beat them? How to overcome tournament nerves? Probably, well, especially online. First of all, online you have to get used to lag and everything like that. Like so, best way is probably just to play friendlies just before the tournament uh, for not too long. You don't want to you don't want to tire yourself out, but you want to get used to it. So you know, keep keep your keep your mind and your hands fresh. Um, so maybe friendlies for 15 to 30 minutes before the tournament starts and, um, just try to settle that down. Um, that's, that's what I recommend is just get some friendly games in. Another thing I do recommend for players that do have tournament nerves and jitters is to have a water bottle by you. They have that. They just have that water right by them. They just take that sip. And for some reason, it just kind of helps reset them after a bad loss. Or, or sometimes, actually, what I do personally is if I lose a stock, and if the character's on the the angel platform, that's what it's called. If they're on the angel platform, you can just take that sip of water, and you can, you know, refresh your mind and just have a fresh mentality. I would say. Absolutely. You use it as a break. 
when it comes to having tournament nerves, players usually don't play nearly as well because, you know, their focus is wanting to win and what's when whatever is at stake. And you want to do well in bracket and you want to show players what you're capable of and, and to prove everybody wrong. Because at the end of the day, it's all about having, you know, ha- having fun and some actual matches. And he actually didn't do any of that stuff at all. Yeah, it's, it's he does he's all these like like he does all yeah, these standards. He'll do it. He'll do it, but he'll get it like twice a tournament. Not like it's not like check this out. I'm doing this all the time. No, it's, it's like it's he he he'll pull one of those things off like less than once a match. Most of his game is, is essentially um, uh, optimized neutral and punish game. Right. His entire game plan is I'm going to go in, go for a grab, down throw, down air, nair, or with length, you'll just do a boomerang to forward air. Just going with the for the entire year. But then when Mango came into the picture, Mango was beating the crap out of Mewtwo King for several years, and Mewtwo King couldn't handle pressure, and because Mewtwo King couldn't handle pressure, Mewtwo King was playing sloppy. And you see players that do extremely well in friendlies beat these top players, but then when it comes right down to it, at the end of the day, they play sloppy because of tournament nerves and because of tournament jitters and because of, you know, you, you choke when it comes to a last stock situation. And when it comes to a last stock situation, and you've seen this many times, you know, Bobby, where players are in their last stock and they're both all of a sudden at above 100%. And you see a lot more dash shields and more. They start like, playing way more defensively. They, don't want to, they, start, they start to play not lose instead of to win. Right. And they'll do whatever it takes to not get hit whatsoever. Yeah. Um I mean, it's not a bad strategy if you're significantly behind. Um, and I'm talking like the guy has no damage on him because at that point you need to try to preserve your stock and just try to get a little damage on him or go for a gimp. Um, but um, once, what, as soon as it's last hit, you need to play normally. You need to stop doing that. You have to start playing to win and not lose. Exactly. Playing so, play not to lose, you're, you're going to expend your – it's more readable. You're, you're going to expend your options, and you're going to get punished. It's only, it's only a matter of time. So you can only do it for so long. Yeah. I mean, think about this. Like, if you're playing friendlies, you're going to go off stage more often. But when you're playing in bracket, players are more hesitant to go off stage and instead just let them recover for free. I mean, look at the look at our sets between me and Andy. We go off stage like crazy. Think, I mean, think about that one game that Bobby. Did you see that one game between me and Andy on Smashville? Oh, game back into the stage, or the one where you downhaired him on the final stock, and you were pretty much going to kill yourself in the in the bottom of the blast. We we yeah, both you, went ham. And you we, played. You you were reckless. And, the pay, and, and your recklessness paid off. <laughs> yeah, it did. Sometimes you need to learn to take risks. 
And if you don't take risks, reward will never be there. That's why yeah. you got, sometimes you have to learn to take risks and it's called risk and reward. If it's a high risk, high reward, it, it pays off in the end. I mean, you essentially just need to take risks. Even if that means doing dumb shit, because sometimes dumb shit pays off. I've, I've heard a hundred play, top players say, yeah, you know, I just wanted to do this dumb shit. And you know what? It, it, it worked out for me. I, and and it was like, yeah, it shouldn't have worked out, but you want to know what? It was so stupid that my opponent didn't think I would do it, so I did it anyways, and I won. Yeah, you're going to see a player that will fully charge a forward smash at the opposite direction they're currently facing the character, and then they roll, and then they lose a stock because of it. Like, there's no way he's going to keep charging this forward smash. There's no way he's going to charge it for another second. I'm going to get, I'm, he's going to release it, and I'm going to get behind him, and I'm going to punish him. Now he, he charges it another second. Oh, it was violence down smash. Oh, shot You just added like 30. That's fully charged high. Right. <laughs> From a Bowser or an Ike's board smash. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying, I'm not saying they're the thrown out Ganondorf's neutral B, which has no um, which has no variability as to when you can release the move. So um, it's just, you just have to time it. To punish it. I'm talking about a smash attack where there's a little bit of unpredictability, um, and it's probably a bad option. But the fact that it, it, there's even just a little bit of unpredictability allows your opponent allows space for your opponent to make a mistake. Exactly. If you take a risk, but then you get punished for taking a risk, that's on you, not on your opponent. So, like, the next time you run into a situation like that, maybe you realize you shouldn't have taken too, too many risks. Like, okay, when I throw out Pitt's upper dash arm, which is the side B, I do it because I know it's going to work. But if I know that, if I see my point... It's going to work, but you only throw that risk out when you know it's going to result in a kill. Exactly. If you know that you're gonna, it's gonna work the risk, then that's when you know it's going to work. If if it's a low risk, high reward, then go for it. But if it's a high risk, lower reward, then don't go for it. Like okay, if both players are, if your opponent is at mid percent or at low per, well okay, if your opponent's at low percent, it's not worth throwing out up smashes and forward smashes because it's not going to kill, so you may as well use your low commitment options, which would be your jabs, your your well-spaced aerials, tilts, so on and so forth. And that's yep. when you, you just have to realize what's the best optimal punish. And offensive options. Um. So... I think that's what we could, I think that's all. Is there anything else that you want to go over as far as like risk and reward? Um, no, I think that about covers, covers that in tournament herbs. What do you think of the seedings? You felt like we underseed anybody, overseed anybody? I thought they were seeded appropriately, but, um, you, you, it, it, it's impossible to, without a, with someone with no research on them to seed somebody appropriately like that. So 
I, you know, all I can say is to Lux Ray, and we'll, we'll do better next time knowing you're still local now. To those who moved up in the power rankings, you were probably seated appropriately, but you have proved yourself otherwise, and, and you know, we will uh, reseed you appropriately next time. And the same goes for Ruckus. He has proved us wrong. And the next time Ruckus enters a, an event, we're going to give him the, the third or fourth seed, depending on who shows up and who doesn't. I'm proud of the players who've proved themselves. I'm proud of the players who've improved. That's, that's all I got to say. You know, we, with an updated power rankings, we'll, we will reseed you appropriately. Yeah, and every two months is we're gonna have like a new power ranking, and is that's what we're reseeding every two months. About, I think every two months we do a power ranking. Before it was just literally just us five, me, you, Andy, Santiago, and Cherry. But with with newcomers, maybe we'll have like a top eight or maybe a top ten. Well, I mean, because we have already a lot of like active players. But at the moment, I mean, we have like 25 active players. Yeah. On average, I would say. Yeah, that's good. So we'll have to determine that, you know, if, should we? You're so, you're, so close, you're so close to 20 people. I know we were like we were hoping like more people would like sign up at the last minute, but that was not the case at all. I mean, it's, that... it's, it's, I'll 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 have a bottle of champagne when we get the twenty people. It'd be great. Oh, oh my god, yeah, we will have a celebration if we ever get over twenty people. Yeah, and then we go to twenty-five and thirty and. We see where that goes. I mean, we're never going to be MSM, but no, um, you know, it'd be you know, it'd be nice. It'd be nice to almost get like a. I'd, I'd say it'd be nice to get the thirty-two people. What do you and have have a oh. thirty-two one bracket? Oh my gosh! Yeah, that the more people that we have in our Facebook group chat and Discord, the bigger chance you'll have of having a thirty-two man bracket and having players like. Titan Killer, Deemer, Smashly, these players that are coming in every single week that are participating gives us one gives us one more spot of reaching 32 people. But with having to lose Santiago and Cherry, that's two less active members. I, I see what you're saying, but um, we're actively marketing. We're 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 placing what we what we lose and. Uh, both of them will come back one day, um, not immediately, but one day. And, uh, you know, it, it'll be a growing scene of a nice group of people. And we can all go outside again and maybe go to some live tournaments. That's that's the hope, is to build, build the community. Exactly. I mean, every week we're always going to have newcomers. And these newcomers will enjoy the tournament. Maybe we'll have more active players. I mean, think about this. With our locals, we have players that just come and go, and that's just the nature of the Smash scene. I mean, you have players that show up three months, but then they disappear off the face of the earth, but then they come back a whole year later, and then they start coming every week for, like, you know, six months, and then they disappear again. I mean, that's just the nature of Smash. Yeah. Yeah. Anything else you want to say? Let's see. I don't think there is at this point. 
what about you, Bobby? I'm I'm pretty good. Um, why, don't you, uh, why don't we wrap it up? So that's it for today's podcast. Just, Thank you very much for coming. Yeah, thanks for so yeah, so thanks for all who who tuned in and